So yeah. Chelsea, like when you're orchestrating these play dates, is it <laughs> or is it so that Nathan is social or is it to get rid of the intern? Or is it both? It's both, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a two birds, one stone. Do yeah. you give them juice? <laughs> Just like stay in the room. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so uh, wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Uh, uh, it's coming. Okay, episode uh, <laughs> so Trailer Park Podcast 130. 130. 130, people. 30 is a great number. It is. Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Uh, Daniel. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, Amanda. Hello. Hi. And uh, intern. Oh, hi. Oh, hi there. Um, so tonight, people, we're going to be talking um, We're going to be talking with a bit of a different tone. Uh, there's a lot of buzz tonight from SADSAC. It's, it's actually coming from a different direction, though. Um, I know. I know. We, we, we go on and we go on about this all the time. But tonight, I've, I'm hearing rumors. I'm hearing rumors that tonight could be the worst lineup that we've ever had on trailer park podcast oh, uh, record scratch what <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding it's gonna be the best lineup oh thank god that we've ever had for wait for a second i thought you were gonna say that the intern got me too well actually the lineup's gonna be uh, <laughs> the, the lineup's actually gonna be all bad movies all good bad movies oh my god well uh, that's 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 a little bit of it, yes. But more than that, Amanda, the lineup is tonight is going to resonate with a substantial, well-grounded domain. It's going to maintain what it has, but it's going to endeavor to add more solid solidity and security to it as the lineup progresses. Jesus Christ! Did you write the about us section of a government think tank? What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's the uh, numerology meaning of the number 130. Yeah, which equals fucking nothing. nothing you, you use so many words to say nothing right there that I'm impressed. Fine. You want something else? Fine. In turn, what was the 130th trailer that we featured on Trailer Park Podcast? Go. Um, you're the archivist. Let's go. I'm going to say Diary of a Teenage Girl. No, you're wrong. Yeah, it was, I know I'm it wrong. was Spy, starring Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that movie, and y'all hate it. No, I liked it also. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Does anybody want to know what happened uh, 130 years ago? Uh, oh, I know. I know. Dixon greeting. On uh, May 20th, 1891, Thomas Edison's uh, kinetoscope was displayed to the public. What? For the first time. No. Edison showed off the short film of a greeting. No. Yeah, that's what no. happened. Basketball was invented. 130 years ago. <sighs> mm, they're to blame. Oh, man. I thought it was that the first Canadian emerged from the ice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They uh, Also, in film film news, wow. uh, they filmed two fencers. Oh, my God. Oh, it is. The ice cracks open. 
the giant uh, curled maple leaf emerges from the water like like a cocoon maple syrup oozes like like that giant clam in like greek goddess mythology and slowly unfurls this beautiful pale canadian fresh meanwhile in 18 in 1891 jim hogg became the first native texan to be governor of the state there you go jim you learn we we learn about the hogs in school to hog (laughs) And also, uh, don't forget that Sherlock Holmes made his first appearance in 1891 as well. But when did Poirot make his appearance? Who gives a shit? Oh. Nobody cares, Andrew. Okay. You know what? The Mentalist is basically Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. All these shows with these, like, charming, know-everything and <laughs> protagonists. It's just like, this is Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> but... One interesting fact I did see was that in the year 130 AD, the Romans passed a law that banned the execution of the slaves without a trial. See, yeah. they started to get uh, civilized. It's unforgivable. You don't want to waste resources like willy-nilly. I don't know. I'm sure there were many people that were like, what? I have to what? No, if my slave backtalks me, then I'm going it. to kill it. <laughs> That's how this works. A trial for my slave? <laughs> Excuse me? He has no rights. Mm. All right, now what happens 130 years from now? Well, that's a good question, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, I agree. Amanda? You oh. are terrible. Okay, yeah, well, that, that uh, sums that like- up. Everyone has a lot to offer today so yeah. far. Yeah. Well, why don't we just extremely violent vision of the future? But uh, thank you, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, I guess we'll talk some roundtable then. should probably talk about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah uh, because it was garbage. I liked it. And you don't need to watch it. I think you should all watch it. But Laketh is, was hot the whole time. What is that? Laketh? Lakeith. We oh, watched the trailer last time. Yeah, Daniel, it was in the last lineup. I don't remember <laughs> the lineups as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> but no, it was uh, with that with the creepy kid from Breaking Bad... Remember? Oh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse Plemons. Plemons. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just like, just racisming it up. <clears throat> yeah. Staring at him in the crowd, all creepy. That was the best part. Yep. I remember now. So, yeah. was it bad in the way that I thought it might be? Just that it was boring? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it was really good. Spot on. It was like one of the best movies I saw last year. I wanted it to get more into the corruption, like the FBI. Yeah, the interesting stuff. Right, and not just about the guy, but it was just about the guy. Eh. I just wanted more speeches. It was, a, it was a biopic. That was really its problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the character development didn't really make sense. Like, uh, he's supposed to be this Judas character betraying this Messiah character, but they didn't really have that much of a connection with each other, so it didn't really matter that he was betraying him. There's, there's a lack of character development, a lack of relationship development, and just... Uh, it's like when biopics get too hopped up on trying to stay in tune with 
what actually happened instead of uh, using some creative control to make it a more appealing or entertaining movie. And you get like worst of both worlds. Yeah, they just fuck it up. That's it. They just too too many competing interests, and it just becomes garbage. So yeah, despite what the intern says, uh, it's not worth your time. It's worth my time. He I can't like, wait to buy it. He likes it because <clears throat> Twitter likes it. Well, I think also like just for the listeners, we should contextualize that if the intern is not with Nathan uh, and Chelsea at their apartment, then he is literally just sitting in an empty, cold room doing nothing with zero stimuli. So any movie, any movie yep. that would be excruciating to a normal person is very entertaining to the intern. Yeah. His, his dad steps in and says, Andrew, you okay? I'm not talking. So, all right. Yeah, and that's only fine. because it had been five days since he talked to a human being. After five, uh, five, after 10 minutes of staring at the credits of a movie, he just kind of, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds all right. <sighs> awesome. You guys watch anything? <coughs> uh, babe? Um, did I, you go first. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. I did watch something. It came out of nowhere. It is a remake of a horror film that was never that big to begin with, but it did spawn a long franchise. So a movie no one wanted or cared for or asked for just appeared out of nowhere. It was the wrong turn remake. I just threw it on because I just wanted to watch something new and was shocked at how shocked I was about the movie. Because not only did they do what I what I always want them to do, which is take a, a movie that was decent or kind of failed but had a good idea and just rework it into the good idea that it should have been. And that's what the Wrong Turn remake is. It's so bizarre. The first 20 minutes, you're like, okay. Well, even if it just maintains the course of just remaking the, the original without much reimagining, it's at least done better and it's more gory. So I appreciate that. And then all of a sudden it has the fucking nerve to go and get smart and throw in some like twists you didn't expect and like r- totally alter the tone of the film in sort of a get out kind of way. And it, just everything about it was just higher level than I was expecting. And so I have to kind of maybe tamper my uh, review of it a little bit because maybe there's a little bit of excitement that it just wasn't a total piece of shit. But no. You know how much I am rigid about the 90-minute mark. This movie is an hour 50, and I didn't think it had much fat. I thought it was impressive what they did with it, and uh, they don't hold back on stuff. Like There's always moments in horror films where I'm always like, yeah, yeah, and, oh, and then they don't do the thing that you're hoping. This movie kind of carries through on all of its uh, setups and all the way to the very, very end. Even during the credit scene, you're like, oh, is that how it's going to go out? Well, I guess that's all right. And then, oh! <laughs> so, uh, if you're looking for a horror movie, Wrong Turn is uh, the remake is out there for you. I was laughing. To- I was laughing because I was picturing you, like, after watching the movie outside, smoking a cigarette, and just chuckling to yourself on your breath, like, God, son of a bitch. <laughs> you did it. it that's you did not it. far off. You did it. <laughs> Bastard. So, like, let like kind of give an give you an idea. The original Wrong Turn movie is just about a bunch of like teenagers going out for a hiking trip or something together. And uh, wait, wait, no. they take a wrong turn. They take a wrong turn. 
they end up on like, you know, the property of some hill people that have separated from society a long time ago. And then it's pretty much what you would expect. A bunch of like clicking heels and hooting and hollering and rape and gore and bullshit. And, everybody, and it's, you know, not imaginative at all. And so they've taken that and like made something with it. Original has Eliza Dushku, correct? I think so. And maybe even Paul Walker. No, that's Joyride. That's the other meh horror franchise that came, that started at the same time. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I remember what else we watched. Hmm. I didn't watch that with you. But, Daniel, we also watched Freaky, which was pretty entertaining. Oh, oh yeah. the, the Vince Vaughn body swap horror. Yeah. It was fun. It was it was very funny, which is all I wanted it to be. Um, he rocks it, pretending to be a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be like really forced or kind of like tired, but no, it was surprising. Like they managed to carry that tone of Vince Vaughn humor with like really intense, almost like Splatterhouse, like ah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Huh. Well, yeah, Saturday I was, was, was going to avoid that one, but okay. I did too. My only my only complaint about it was that I wish they kind of like sat around in it for a while. Like it feels like it's it was fast paced. It's very fast, almost resolved too quickly. You're almost like, whoa! I could have like I could have watched you guys fuck around and killed three or four more people. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, what else, uh, Andrew? Did you watch something? I watched um, a bunch of Georges Millier's shorts. Uh, oh, oh, Milliox, yeah. Oh, um, well. They're great. The oh. uh, Infernal Cauldron, oh, I think, the, is my favorite so far. The Cauldron, yes. I hate them so much. Get them out of my house. It's oh. weird. It's like that fart entered Dallas just now. <laughs> mm-hmm. My yeah. goodness. You know what I did watch? Uh, I watched what could be the best movie uh-huh. that happened on Trailer Park in a lineup. Oh. And that was the first trailer. Oh. I, I rewatched. Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and it was super fun still. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's Spider-Man? nice. Even five years later, it's still good. Has Edge of Tomorrow lived, I repeat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. It is good. You're right. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, measure up to uh, Akira Kurosawa's Ran or... No, not uh, even close. The Millier shorts. Yeah, not even, not even close. But, you know, it, it tries... It yep. tr- it puts its, it's, it's just like best, TPP. It tries. It puts its best foot forward. Uh, Chelsea, did you want to talk about The Little Things with me? What was that? Starring Jared Leto and Denzel Washington <gasps> oh, right. and Rami Malek. Yeah, so what happened is on Valentine's Day, we really wanted to watch Judas and the Black Messiah, so we rented it. And then we were so sad that we watched The Little Things the next day. And it was great. I mean, it was great in the way that a 90s serial killer thriller is great. In that you call it halfway through, but you still watch it to the end just to say to the person sitting next to you on the couch that you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Op- opening scene has a lot of merit. It really grabs you right away. This girl like driving in this car, being uh, followed by this guy, and just her anxiety and everything. It just kind of, uh, you know... None of the big stars in the opening, but just, oh, God. You start, like, feeling really anxious for this girl, and then you're kind of sucked into, you know, the investigation into who was chasing her. And I was talking shit about Leto going in, and... Uh, He's creepy. Then I had to um, 
take it all back because yeah. he actually did a decent job. Yeah, he's talented and he's creepy, that man. Worth a watch if you're in the mood. Not which, extraordinary, which means, just which, good. Which implies that a Jared Leto Aronofsky hookup could be uh, could be satisfying. There's potential there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, if anyone else has anything else to say... Um, I'll just jump into some updates that I have. I don't know that I'm going to get crazy with musical interludes unless someone wants to request one. I want rapid fire. <laughs> Always. Okay. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's find it here. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. Uh, so under the sequel watch update tonight, uh, the face-off reboot is a sequel. They're going yeah. to take his face off off again. The director at IGN's FanFest set the record straight. Uh, he said that Face-Off 2 is not a reboot. It is not a remake. It is a direct sequel. And if everything yeah. doesn't co- come and line up perfectly, then it's not going to... We're not going to make it. Everything's got to line up perfectly. The script's going really good. Him and his buddy have been writing it over quarantine. It's Face Off 2, and he's leaving it at that. How does Face Off end? Like, um, people die. Volta and Cage, or no? Uh, there's no details here. I'm just giving you hype. Uh, I think, well, Travolta, well, Travolta lives. My question is, are they both alive at the end of the first movie? I think that... Um, John Travolta's character survives inside of Nicolas Cage's face. <laughs> Perfect. But then at the end, doesn't doesn't he get his face back? Yeah, he does the yeah, face thing with his kid. Okay. Yeah, he, he they all get returned to normal at the end, and Travolta lives. And I thought Cage died, but, but his face is still available. But the, but it's mm-hmm. it's face off, and if you're writing a sequel, who gives a fuck? You're just like, oh, it's a voodoo or weekend birdies, that shit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Cage never actually died. It was just a joke. Or... Cage yeah. has just, to be in it. Just channel your inner fast and furious and throw the yes. rules out the door. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Is I it mean, the same director? Are there going to be lots of doves? <laughs> no, it's not the same director. Uh, it's it's the director of Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. So oh, he's, you know, he's going to have experience pitting one person against another. <laughs> What it should be is like a like a Hellraiser thing. Like remember when the guy gets like brought back to life because that blood spills on the floor and he like slowly reforms into a human. It should be like that because there's like a couple on the carousel and like they like drag their fingers down their lover's face and then that brings them back to life. Add lightning. <laughs> well, I think you better pull the trigger because I don't give a fuck. I'm ready. Ready for the big ride, baby. Woo! Yep. Um, what what about this sequel watch? Uh, who here is familiar with Passenger Fifty Seven? Oh, it's about time. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so. One of those plane movies, right? From Wesley 90s? Snipes nineties plane action movie. Yeah. Got it. Always bet on black. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot of roundhouse kicking. Here and actually, Amanda, let me introduce you to Passenger Fifty Seven. They finally captured the world's most dangerous hijacker. Now, they're bringing him back for trial on a plane. But there's just one thing he didn't count on. 5, 56, 57. Passenger 57. 
is that a legitimate trailer? That's real. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's from the real original trailer. Yeah, he's all decked out, looking fly as fuck in the seat, and like with an old lady next to him. And the camera's like passenger fifty-seven. Yeah, and the old lady's like, "I watched your show all the time. My show, woo, woo, woo." <laughs> yeah, I think it's Arsenio. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely terrible. <clears throat> but anyway. This uh, article was talking about how there was 22 films that filed for tax credits in California, and one of them is listed as Passenger 58. I am ready. <laughs> I'm ready. You remember the trailer. Yeah. And then immediately after that, uh, <clears throat> a sequel to Murder at 1600. Um, <laughs> Drop Zone 2. <laughs> Drop Zone 2. <laughs> Demolition Men. <clears throat> Oh, oh yeah. that's a must. Why, why haven't they done that already? They need to do it quick before mm-hmm. uh, Stallone becomes just like nine feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody want a kit bag update? Is anybody interested oh, yeah. in that? Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. Kit me in the bag. All Come right. on. Well, then you don't get a kit bag update. Thank you. Ugh. What? Kit bag. The uh, Ridley Scott movie about Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Peters. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so well named. Yeah. <laughs> They casted Josephine. That's that's what the only update was. Who's that? Jodie Comer from. Uh, she's the assassin from Killing Eve. Oh. She's going to be Napoleon's love interest. It's getting better. Things are looking up. She's going to. So wait, that strong female character is going to be his love interest. That's her. Mm-hmm. She's going to be uh, window dressing. Yeah, she's going to. She's prime prime, prime lamp. lamp. Yeah, prime yeah. lamp. Yeah. First lamp. First lamp. First that's good. lamp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, we have a censorship update on the uh, on the docket tonight. Got two items, and then we're going to jump into the lineup. So uh, the first censorship uh, thing is uh, Pepe Le Pew. It's getting canceled. Yeah. He's a rapper. He he was uh, misogynistic towards women, so he's got to go. Sexual oh, a assault. raper. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> that's like one of the ones that I'm surprised didn't come up a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean... He's really aggressive. It's... Yeah, he was very pushy. It's true. Like when they're like, Yosemite Sam shouldn't have guns, you're like, fuck off. But when it's like, Pepe like you, Pepe like you, even as a kid, I was like, man, he's holding her really tight. Literally <laughs> 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 always trying to get away. That's like, how I learned everything, everything I know. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I rounded my game into form, watching <laughs> Pepe. All right, here's the serious uh, censorship news. Uh, so the director of Nomad Land is named Chloe Zhao, and she is a, she is Chinese. Zhao. Zhao. Sorry, I apologize. We're all white here. Yeah, but anyway, she won the Golden Globe uh, for Best Director, and it's the first time that an Asian has won Best Director. So, <clears throat> or I guess Best Female. No, because just Asian. Just Asian. Also, oh, Ang Lee probably won. He must have. Maybe he's not a Golden Globe, baby. He must have. He's probably won three. They made a big deal about <sighs> uh, about her winning this award. And everybody was like, oh, China must be so proud. But there was like a 2013 article with her where she said that when when she referred to growing up in China, she said that she grew up surrounded by lies. <laughs> and China has canceled Nomadland. Of course. And rubbed every bit of Nomad Land out of out of circulation. Like it's epic how much they've done. 
Yeah. It's wild. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they could just wipe her out of existence as well. And she directed Marvel's Eternals with Ju- Jolie and Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek and Buddy from Silicon Valley. So that movie is in danger of not getting a China release because of this uh, censorship. But I was reading all the stuff that they've done. They've just erased and anything China doesn't like. They just erase it from all of their social media. Yeah, social media, all of their like historical archives. It's wild. They they truly like Orwell that shit. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so here's here's just one one part of this article. Self media blog accounts found that censors had deleted prior articles to Nomadland. One particularly well regarded WeChat account posted a screenshot with two messages it had received from censors stating that its content had, after examination by the platform, been found to have transgressed the, quote, development and management rules for public information services on instant messaging platforms and accordingly had been deleted. Scary. Yeah, it is scary. It's wild. It's wild, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to bring everybody down. Yeah, that was... Sad. Sorry to bring everybody down before I'm going to bring you back up. I'm going to bring you back up because it's not the worst lineup we've ever had. It's the best. Are we going to go into a time machine? We lineup. have before us what we've could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced. You know, I knew that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be the best lineup that we've ever had. <laughs> I'm just reading a press release here from Sad Sack Studios right now. It says here that this is the greatest lineup that we have ever had before. Okay, now, we don't say this very often. <laughs> the greatest lineup you will ever witness as a member of this podcast. In the lineup to which all of you shall be bequeathed. And I'm not fucking around this time. This time it is serious. Tonight could be the greatest lineup, pound for pound, best lineup we've ever experienced before on Trailer Park Podcast. Wow! Well, I like a good pound. Uh, Sad Zach has a, has issued a few statements. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Best show ever. Uh, um, <laughs> this lineup will change your life, yeah, and so, you'll punch a baby. And uh, number eighty means harmony. Our uh, headliner tonight: Daniel, Amanda, Chelsea, intern. You don't turn your back on family. We got F nine. <gasps> Nine, is that what it's actually called, or just called F nine? F nine, F nine, like Fast the key, nine. like the key on a keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> the Dom drives so fast that he goes back in time to World War Two Germany. Fast nine, here we go. I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time, but things changed. Well, Father, now, I will always be in your heart. Little Brian, I have a gift for you. Your daddy gave me this. Now I'm going to give it to you. It's very special. It's for protection from what's coming. All right, Dom. 
comes next. No matter how fast you are. I am not too big compared to you. No one outruns their past. I am more easy, you trying your best to become me. And mine. Just caught up to me. Been a long time, dumb. So we're up against a master thief. Assassin. High performance driver. Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. Your whole life, you pushed yourself to be faster than Dom. Smarter than Dom. Stronger than Dom. But could you kill him? Because I'm ready if you are. There's nothing more powerful than the lover family. But you turn that into anger. There's nothing more dangerous. Maybe this is the end, but we're gonna go out together. You know I'd ride to the death with you. Let's get to work. Please tell me that's not a Pontiac Fiero strapped to a rocket engine? Impressive, I know. No, no, that's, that's not impressive. I came here to take you down, little brother. That's your mistake. This is my world. Got a magnet plane? Hold on. Tell me you're not thinking what I think you're thinking. There's no bridge! Oh, hell no. Clubhouse. Oh, wow. Nathan, Best of Furious 9, worried or excited? <laughs> Hand! <laughs> Hands back! Okay, what do we got here? Let's, uh, well, we're just going to have to open it up here. Everybody can kind of talk uh, over each other, I guess, um, just because everybody's so excited. There's a lot to unpack here. <clears throat> Not all blood is family. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the first yep. thing to unpack. Yep. Yeah, that's the first thing to unpack. <laughs> he turned his back. It implies that he turned his back on his family, and that's something that uh, is kind of a no-no in the Fast universe. Uh, this is the longest movie in the franchise at 145 minutes i have a question 
Mm, yes. Uh, who was it that caught the car that isn't the rock? I don't know why it's still not in space, Andrew. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the trailer, Dom drives what appears to be a 2020 Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat widebody. Its 6.2 liter V8 engine delivers 707 horsepower and 650 pounds of torque. Can we, do we all agree that this is probably the best Michelle Rodriguez has ever looked? Mm. <laughs> I agree with that, actually. That's true. I think she looks fantastic, and usually I find her off putting. I thought she looked super hot. Um, I'd cut a lot of Charlize, the opposite. I don't know what's going on with that bowl cut, but. Mm. Bowl cut's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> We're not there yet. It's like she found out she wasn't going to be in the furosa movie and just decided to let herself go she just doesn't care anymore just always seems like she's in a, like a french perfume commercial no matter what movie she's in. <laughs> except fury road fury road she was exceptional i am sad if there's anything to bring this trailer down it is the fact that i didn't see daniel's dad in it my dad kurt russell oh yeah. that's right yeah he yeah, could, he could still. He could, not in there. Yeah. He could still be in the movie. I don't he know. <laughs> was 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 Kurt Russell in Hobbs and Shaw? Maybe he's shunned. I don't remember him popping up in that one. I don't either. But yeah, you'll notice that we don't have uh, the Rock and uh, <clears throat> or Statham or Statham. Yeah. But we have Statham's mom. Right. right. Actually, can can both of them return uh, for Fast Ten? And maybe the villain could be Nicolas Cage. Yes, that would be the way to go. I saw an idea on the internet for, I mean, Fast 10, your seatbelt is amazing. But I also saw one that was just furious, the word furious, but the I and the O was a 10. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not bad. It's pretty good. I mean, we're obviously all excited. Obviously. But let's all remember how this started with LAPD officer Brian investing a local street racing gang for stealing DVD players. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was an undercover sting operation on some street racers, and now they are international super spies. Who, based on that trailer and the fourteen or fifteen times that somebody grabbed somebody else and they both fell off of a high surface, uh, do they have bones? I feel like no one <laughs> in these movies has bones. No, there's no physics on this. Yeah, furious. They actually caught world. someone with a car. Yes. I, yes. like, I didn't know that that was... With a magnet plane? Yeah. No. No, Rodriguez beginning. gets knocked oh, off of the motorcycle yeah. in midair, and then Dom saves her with the hood of his car. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of interesting things with vehicles. I really, I got really excited because they really went away from NOS, I think, since the first one. I'm not a Fast and Furious expert, but I thought that he was about to turbo his way across the Grand Canyon. That's, that is what it looked like. <laughs> Instead, it was <laughs> like, a... Like, did he know... Indiana Jones hook with He was going to catch that rope and I guess... I guess yeah, he aimed for it. He yeah, aimed he totally for, it. for it and they're mm-hmm. immortal so it was going to work out. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and you know, yeah. Andrew, if you're right, earlier tonight, if you were right that your first ever episode was Trailer Park Podcast 17, then your first ever episode was the, was the, uh, the lineup that Fast and Furious 7 headlined. No, I don't think that was it. And we all came hard to, no. that, to that trailer i, I was not excited there. i haven't been excited when, for when any it fast or when furious. it bashed out of that 
um, Abu Dhabi Tower and landed into oh. another one. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. That yeah. was great. All of us went, oh, God. And then we all came. Okay. Um, Stop saying come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and write, then that, write, fate, write down the time and cut that. Yeah. Yeah. Fate, fate of the Furious, uh, The Rock steered a missile on a sheet of ice. And everyone yep. was, ah! And in this one, I don't really know if there was a ah! moment. It's supposed to be that slingshot with him. But at that point, Mm-mm. you're just kind of like, what? How is that? That's ridiculous. How is that possible? I don't get it. Uh, one, it's totally possible. I mean, <laughs> I think you guys remember in Hobbs and Shaw when The Rock held on with each arm like three or four cars tied to strings as they dangled off. The oh, floor. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's well established that in these universes, you know, wire physics is extremely lenient. Okay. <sighs> and also, we didn't see the upswing, you know, because he's got to come off that slingshot on the, on the, on the, on the, on the other side. So yeah. we'll see how far they go. Okay. I really wish that The Rock would do some of his own stunts with this and we would just get to see his arms and legs get ripped off on, on film. Why do you hate The Rock so much? Hmm. I don't know. He's just too big. <laughs> Everyone on the internet wants this to translate to the WWE. They want to see like The Rock and Statham versus... Steve Austin and The Undertaker? No, versus Vin Diesel and John Cena. They oh. want like... A WWE tag team event at WrestleMania. That's dumb. A furious match. Also, it's like it's really funny that they chose John Cena because I've always thought that Vin Diesel has a weird body, and then John oh, Cena yeah. is like one of the only other people that I've ever seen that I also thought had a weird body yes. with the same intensity. Yep. So they put these two weird body guys together: mm. Vin Diesel with his like mid-gender breasts and. <clears throat> Cena with his incredibly squat legs mm. and I guess they're brothers in this watching the trailer is a fucking trip because mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually kind of positive that everything in the trailer is linear just like chronological scenes that they posted that they pasted together but it looks like 14 or 15 different movies there's like jungles some <laughs> giant black may not be real super military vehicle that's like tumbling over itself. And then there's like a B2 fighter in the jungle. And then we're swinging off a cliff. It's a magnet and then there's a, there's like a weird old car with a rocket engine on it. I'm like, what is this all in the same movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone on the internet's excited about Han being back as well. Yeah. Why not? Why, why not? not? Bring people back from the dead. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Everybody's excited, right? We're all uh, excited. I have never been excited. I'm still going to talk. You can censor me as much as you want. This looks like the worst piece of shit. Okay. Uh, it's probably not going to be as bad as Hobson Show. Did you see the car ballet that was happening? <sighs> Travesty. So far, the worst lineup we've ever had. The best worst lineup we've ever had. That's where we're going. Trailer number two. You have nailed it. Uh, trailer number two um, stars Michael B. Jordan. And uh, it is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Without Remorse, here we go.
we know. Senior Chief Kelly is the third member to be attacked. Three perps are dead. Also killed was his wife. They better hope he doesn't survive. Why's that? He is more dangerous and effective than any man we have in the field. These were foreign attacks on U.S. soil. We have to respond. I'm gonna make it right. There's something inside of me that, that I can't turn off. A part of me that won't stop for anything. No remorse. occurred to you that perhaps John Kelly has done something we can't. Some situations warrant thinking outside the box. Give me a name. He was supposed to be dead. Give me a name. Chelsea, worried or excited? If all I see is him going into that car that's on fire to interrogate someone, then I'm excited. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> it makes zero sense, logically. <laughs> right. But, but in the spirit of the lineup, I'm really excited about it. This is like, we've been rewatching The Wire, so um, so. I'm, Michael B. Jordan has a special place in my heart right now. I'm excited. Wallace. Wallace. Mm-hmm. It also gets the uh, the Guy Pierce bump. He hasn't had a bump in so long. Nothing yeah, it was nice to see him pop up. Yeah. 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 What's interesting to me about this whole thing is that the that Tom Clancy wrote this book in 1990 something, 1993, and he sold the rights to the book for 2.5 million dollars shortly after. And they've just been fucking around with this thing since then. Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves was offered $7 million to do this in 1994. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Gary Sinise were going to do it at one point. Uh, Kevin Costner was in talks to play uh, with Tom Hardy at one point. It's been around the bend. And reading the internet stuff about this movie, this character that michael b jordan is playing is apparently uh really fucking badass he's the most dangerous living thing so badass that they had to expressly tell you how badass he was at the beginning of the trailer yeah Yeah. super super cheesy line there yeah for sure but in daniel you're gonna like this in the actual book uh that this this is this one guy this big fan of without remorse was talking about how terrified he is that that scene where he gets into the car when it's on fire is a replacement for a scene in the book where he takes a drug kingpin and uh, 
Here, I'll just I'll just read this blurb. Uh, in the book, when drug kink kingpin kills Mr. Clark's prostitute girlfriend, he was living on a former Navy testing range island with the, that the Navy gave him to retire on since they realized it was impossible to retire him. So he kidnaps the drug kingpin guy and hangs him on the beach, exposed to the weather for days. He drugged him, put him on the barometric chamber, and give him, uh, gave him the bends on purpose over and over, said, <laughs> said nothing to him, gave him fluids and food intravenously for weeks to keep him alive, and then he finally speaks to him, give me a name. <laughs> <laughs> after weeks and weeks of torture so obviously they wouldn't be able to do that in the movie uh well but i, I don't know this could be uh this could be surprising from a good bad standpoint if they really own it but apparently the plot has nothing to do with the novel with the exception that he's a navy seal that's it <laughs> <laughs> seems like it's gonna be like a jack reacher that could be or a taken or a yeah born, taken four or a or a wick yeah yeah, likely failure with a chance to surprise. Yeah, like it could be okay. I don't like that they're hitting me over the head with how dangerous he is, though. <laughs> so like, is, is his name Jack Ryan? That's what they do in these movies, though. Like he's the one guy. I mean, John Wick did it a bit more with had some subtlety to it. <clears throat> yeah, and that and like that's that that's the they set a new you know bar with john wick so now everyone has to achieve that and so it's a little bit off-putting when they when they go after it so on the nose like that but i'm a sucker for a revenge film and i will absolutely uh, give this a watch i don't know there's definitely some flaws in it that i saw and let's hope that it's not let's hope that they haven't pulled back their punches in other ways, like you described from the book, like of course that's in this, that's too elaborate to put into a film. But I hope that they keep some of that holy shit kind of intensity in there, like that, and then yeah. it should be fun. Yeah, they need so some of that to sell you on how badass he is. Here, okay, I'm on board. I'll watch it. I question though; it's hard for me to believe how badass someone is when they look as young as Michael B. Jordan does. Mm. His teeth are so white. Mm. His teeth are so white. He's so handsome. Like, you need to be haggard to be believable to me <clears throat> as, like... <laughs> someone who's yeah. retired on an island. Mm -hmm. They're, like, paying you to go away. Yeah, like, so. like Keanu and John Wick. Like, he looks tired. He's got a bad limb. And he's duck-footed. That Liam Neeson in Taken mm. looks... Like he's about to die. Yep. So that's yeah. that's a concern. Well, Michael B. Jordan has been miscast in almost everything he's been in, I feel like. That is true, right? Like, I have no problem with Michael B. No. Jordan. I think he's actually probably a pretty decent actor. But everything I see him in, I'm like, is this right for you? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm microly worried about casting, and I'm macroly worried about the script. Hmm. Well, seeing as how uh, Judas and the Black Messiah sold you, you should be all right. Fantastic. You should be all right. What if we cut it into like a silent short? Oh, I'd be all over that. I'm yep. already getting warm in the nether regions. Chrome version? Italian. No, not Subtitles. Italian. Subtitles. needs to be Japanese. Okay. Well, we can work that out. All right. Uh, we have arrived at the fulcrum. Uh, tonight we will be... Uh, 
maintaining the good bad and uh, and submitting our fulcrum uh, from Zack Snyder uh, Army of the Dead Army of the Dead. Oh, isn't that that's going to be lost forever in Internet's horror movie search engines? <clears throat> Here we go. Okay, Daniel, you worried or excited about uh, Army of the Dead? Uh, once I realized that this was a continuation of the of the Dead series, um, <clears throat> and not just a randomly generically titled film called Army of the Dead, I got more excited. One, because Snyder, despite some of the hate that he takes now for being overly stylistic, uh, before he got into that sort of rut. Uh, he did the Dawn of the Dead remake, which is kind of relevant to my conversation or my description of that Wrong Turn remake from earlier in the episode, because that was also a movie that was like, uh, we all like Dawn of the Dead. That's one of the good ones. And we don't really need anyone to remake it. And Zack Snyder went ahead and remade it and people fucking loved it. It's considered one of the short list of, you know, really well done remakes. <clears throat> And then Romero came in and kind of continued his own series after that brought a bunch of attention and success back into it. And then he kind of killed off his own series with a couple of who gives a shit sequels. So I guess Zack Snyder is in some sort of like journey or like revenge sojourn of his own. Cause he's also like, I think this week is putting out or next week putting out his, his original cut of justice league. Mm-hmm in like a massive black and white three-part affair where it's it kind of feels like a big fuck you to the producers like this is what it was meant to be Mm -hmm. it's exactly what it feels like and so this also kind of feels like he's coming in like yeah i gave this thing life the first time and i'm gonna come back and do it again because i'm tired of doing superhero shit and you know what fuck it why not i thought a lot of his super stylistic or over the top intense moments in Dawn of the Dead were actually really fun. There has his, uh, he, the way he redoes the zombie baby birth <laughs> is, uh, is pretty admirable. So yeah, why not? I like all those shots of all those like massive swarms of zombies. And I'm kind of interested to see if he continues with what the trajectory of all of the zombie films have been, which is that in each film, 
the zombies become smarter and more coordinated and more aware. And it always seemed to me like the end goal of that sort of plot line was that the zombies would just turn back into humans. And then that's like, has like a big meta metaphor, uh, drawn to conclusion. So I, I hope that's what's going on. That's, either a, way, that's, it'll be that's cool. a throwback to I am legend. Yeah. Either way, it'll be fun. So yeah. I am excited. Um, yeah. So a few things, uh, Dawn of the Dead was actually Zack Snyder's directorial debut. Yeah. And it was written by James Gunn. Yeah, see? Two-man team. That's There you yeah. go. So maybe is Gunn involved in this at all? No, because he was doing Suicide Squad. Or The Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but that's okay, because this, this movie's gone on a hell of a journey. It was supposed to... They, they were trying to get him to do it a long time ago. And it has changed hands and eventually ended up back with him. So uh, it's gone through a bunch of different script iterations. But from what I can tell, it's about a team of mercenaries that's uh, going to Las Vegas that's been overrun by zombies trying to steal money from casinos. It's like Zombie Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Could be similar to that, yeah. So that's fun. I think that's fun. And I'm, I'm jacked. It looks fun. I love watching this teaser. It gets me gets me going we were watching you have no idea slogs and slogs of fucking terrible shit it's like working from home ruined people people are lazier when they work from home they can't even cut a trailer properly and we came across this and i was like yes these are (laughs) all my favorite things i'm just in the mood for an over-the-top gory zombie movie in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah. Batista looks great running across those, <laughs> uh, I guess, blackjack tables, firing his gun. It looks great. And they've got like Elvis zombies in there. It's yeah. corny, but I'm into it. I'm yeah. very excited about this. And genuinely, not just, you know. Ironically. Yeah. Here's an interesting uh, censorship thing. Uh, Chris Delia, the comedian, was in this movie and he filmed his role along with the cast. And in the summer of 2020, stories broke about him pursuing underage girls for sex and sexually harassing women, and they hired uh, Tig Notaro to replace him. But Notaro was filmed alone in a green screen and was inserted into the movie over top of him. Wow. They erased him from the movie. It's wild. Was he notable? I doubt it. I didn't see him in the trailer. Not that that matters, but... I didn't see Tig in the trailer either. Yeah, she was the Elvis. Really? Well, oh, it's good they went so far to she? out of their way to remove him for for that infraction. When uh, I guess that means that we can no longer have any access to any Roman Polanski films or Tarantino films. Or, right. Well, this sets the stage for just uh, erasing whoever we want to from movies. They did that in Below Deck too with that guy. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Anything attached to Weinstein? That's like 140 films. Yeah. The the best eraser was probably all the money in the world with Kevin Spacey, but they refilmed everything. That's not erasing. That's replacing and refilming the scenes. They it's refilmed not the same. it. It's the right way to do it. It's the what right role way did she play? Am so, I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I didn't look okay. at it that closely. So it, it upset me. I turned away. Yesterday when I saw this trailer, I wasn't excited, but you guys have persuaded me. Oh. I'm now, I'm pretty jacked. I want to watch the remake i love dawn of the dead the original and i had didn't watch any of these remakes of this 
Uh, so I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to watch them. I'm excited to do that. Good That's job. You like converted how me. big budget these Netflix movies are getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Netflix took over this project from Warner Brothers, and uh, it had a budget of $90 million. So I don't know at what part... At what point Netflix took over and what they paid Warner Brothers for it, but and I and I, and I agree with Chelsea. Like I'm I'm ready. I mean, there's so many movies out there that I've seen some gory films lately, but I really want a big like bloody fucking uh, pandemonium parade of of gore, and I hope <laughs> that this movie uh, brings that. Uh, another observation I have: all movies that are streaming movies. Uh, don't show the runtime on IMDb hmm. before their release. Anyway, maybe afterwards they do. But if it's a streaming-based movie, they don't care to give you the runtime. And when you try to find it on the internet, it's like it's not there. It's like you can't find it. It's like the streamers don't want you to know the runtime or don't think that the runtime should be important to anyone. Yeah, it's weird. It's consistent. All the movies that are streaming-based, like. What is that? Three, three out of the five movies in this lineup, I, I don't have a runtime. No, they, don't want, they don't want you to know that Fast and Furious 9 is two and a half hours long. No, that one that one they told us, but that yeah. one was made before all this shit went down. And, it, and uh, yeah, you know the only thing that the Fast and the Furious movies don't bring to the table what? is gore. Oh, I was going to say, they're, they're like bloodless. There's something that they don't do? Yeah, they're bloodless. True. All of their action is like teenage boys action figures. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair, everybody. Well. <clears throat> Amanda excited? Oh, yeah. Amanda? Yeah. You're excited? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll give you another buzzer. There you go. Uh, so the movie you've all been waiting for. I know we've all been waiting for it together. Uh, the totter tonight is... Godzilla versus Kong. Kong versus Godzilla. Here we go. This is our only chance. We have to take it. We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. And I think that in some way, Kong did the same.
Skatzilla. Congresszilla, worried or excited, Amanda. <laughs> okay, well, there, I have an inherent problem going into this one because I haven't seen Kong Skull Island or the other one, the Godzilla one, <clears throat> King of the Monsters. Uh, right. So I'm. I feel like I'm a little bit behind behind the eight ball on this one, um, but I found myself as I was watching the trailer being just like really upset at like humanity. Like why are we making these poor animals fight? (laughs) And I got really sad about that. And then also, I don't know who I'm supposed to root for, I guess Kong. Cause he likes a little girl. Cause he's American. But I don't know. It just, it feels sad to me. (laughs) Well, I think that they fight each other through some sort of like, ancient destiny and the humans are just sort of like in the way yeah they're, they're like titans i found yeah. out why godzilla's been hurting humans why because they're shooting fucking missiles at him <laughs> yeah okay so i have a couple of quick questions here one are all those previous movies connected yeah godzilla godzilla so, king of the Kong, monsters Skull island godzilla godzilla king of the monsters and this are all in the same franchise no godzilla i don't think is supposed to be connected um like the one with brian cranston i don't yeah. know that, i don't know that that's, it is that's it, all this series it is okay all right then yeah i know that kong skull island is um scenes from it are used in this godzilla versus kong for the to bring relevance to the Kong part because it's been pretty Godzilla heavy from the King of the Monsters movie. Yeah, and it is. Wait, did everyone die in that Kong movie? Like Jack Black and wait, that that's a different one. That's a different. That's one. different. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's two thousand five. Peter Jackson, King Kong. Yeah, yeah. That's but standalone. Because I saw some actors from the King of the Monsters here. Yes, eleven went yep. yep. from Skull Island in this movie. Nobody from Skull Island. Okay. Oh, I thought Tarzan was. But Skull no. Skull Island took place. No, that was Tom Hiddleston that was oh. in Kong Skull. Easily confused. Godzilla. Look the same. Oh, sorry, uh, Kong Skull Island took place in the seventies. Oh, and now we're at present day. Yeah. So wait, have we just had him chained up somewhere this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Poor, no, what are we doing to these monsters? He's been like wrestling like giant octopuses on his own little island. Well, you saw him beating up like Mothra and shit, hmm. or the Gorgon or whatever. 
Yeah. It's Godzilla. Keep going. As far as we know. They were doing flashbacks. Look, it's the shortest film of the MonsterVerse at one hour and 53 minutes. I just feel like they're abusing King Kong. I'm sorry. King Kong, they are abusing a little bit. And they, okay, so now I've got, I've got more questions. So we're, we're unsure on the chronology. All that we know for sure is that <laughs> this and the King of the Monsters movie are connected. You want to know saga numbers? Fine. It's the 36th film in the Godzilla saga and the 12th film in the King Kong saga. Okay, okay yeah, in total. <clears throat> but we only know that the, it shares the universe from the King of the Monsters movie. We know that for sure. Two, hmm. I thought the whole like storyline arc of Godzilla was it was like, ah, crazy monster. Oh my God, it turns out he's actually like fighting all the other monsters. Maybe he's a good guy. And then he kind of lays dormant and every once in a while he pops out to help humans kill some other monster. But he has like a friendly relationship well, after we get over the like shock of him. Were you not listening to Kyle Chandler in the trailer? Hmm. What did he say? He said, Godzilla is out there hurting people and we don't know why. Oh. Right. Something, Something wrong with him. him. Yeah, and so he's had enough. Somebody's controlling him. Right, 11. Ooh, the one's controlling him. 11 like is in the van and they're driving. Something's mm. controlling him. We have to find it and stop it. Maybe he just needs to mate. Look. Yeah. This is just getting like, worse. This whole movie is a swindle. It's a big trick. All right? If you, if you watch closely in the trailer, you'll see that Godzilla's tail has chrome on the end of it. And his blades are like metal. That's why he can cut through the ship. This is going to be Kong and Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Yes, I think you're right. Because that's the only way they can do this. If, if they kill off either creature, it'll piss off half the world. Wait, so this is Batman versus Superman? Yes. Yeah. And yep. the director stated that there will be a clear winner to the fight. Which wouldn't that be funny if the clear winner was Kong and Godzilla over <laughs> Mecha Godzilla? Yes, uh-huh. that's 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 he's smirking def- for sure. Uh-huh. Now, my uh-huh. final question, my final question is uh, on Kong Skull Island. Kong is super dope because he's he's just fighting giant versions of other mm-hmm. jungle creatures. Yep, super dope. Yep. Um, Correct. As far as we know, though, like it's his prowess and strength. That's what he's got. Mm. Godzilla has lasers shooting out of his and mouth. And a tiny penis. We covered that. Right. Yeah. He's got a one of the <laughs> smallest penis penises in the animal kingdom. And then, but I think large balls. <laughs> Just want to clarify. We, we covered that in the Kong Skull mm. Island uh, episode. We talked about how gorillas have small penises. But did we, did we focus on the balls? I don't know that we touched <laughs> on the balls at all. I do know. I do know. I, I did find out recently balls. that. I did find oh, it recently. Donuts, am I right, Chelsea? Oh. You know, I could play King Kong with this description. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I recently... but Godzilla like eats nuclear weapons. He has giant like X-ray or gamma ray blasts that come out of his mouth, and That's he's true. virtually indestructible. Yeah. So I'm just like, check. As much as I love Kong, and he tends to provide a more emotional and connecting story than Godzilla does, like. Godzilla just is way overpowered here, right? Yeah. Godzilla is a large, dumb human. They didn't explain how Kong... Kong, Like, I feel like they tried to overcome that bias at the end of the trailer where Kong was deflecting the laser beam. Yeah, I guess guess Monkey used tools, so there's a little, like... a hammer or something? Did he have... No, it looked like his hands, but... 
The last time that Godzilla and Kong fought each other was in the 1960s movie, and Kong won in that fight. <gasps> really? In the American Andrew, release. why don't you know this? American movies. See, here he is. In the American release. Yeah, he's going to act like he, like he owns release. all the Japanese Godzilla movies. In the Japanese release, Godzilla wins. How does Kong win, Andrew? I don't know. Well, what the <laughs> fuck point? Ooh. In the 60s, Godzilla was basically just like a dragon. Uh, like, he was like mo- a man in a suit. He was Don't pull Barney. him out of this, Daniel. He was Barney. He dug this hole. In black and white. He just wants to talk shit, and then he doesn't want to back it up with anything that he actually knows. That's because I don't know He doesn't want to lay his big balls, balls? on the table. Yeah. <laughs> How much would you pay for an intern ball? Like, They're for like, sale. I'm 50, willing to auction them off. 50K or less. Like confusingly large balls, but just like a little acorn of a penis on it. <laughs> no, the penis isn't for sale. Just the balls. Nobody wants to buy it. One Nobody wants to buy it. I know. I recently learned that a testicle was worth $50,000. But I don't know. I think I think that a King Kong testicle would be worth substantially more than that. Oh. Yeah, like $500,000. Big, big, big money. Big money for a Kong ball. So wait, who's worried and excited? I think we're all worried. We're all excited. Oh, we're excited to be worried over We're here. excited. I told Nathan that I was just going to be excited about everything at the beginning <laughs> of this lineup. <laughs> no, you told me that you were going to say to hell with the rules and you were going to list reasons why you were worried and why you were excited and you weren't going to pay any respect to the format. No, he, I said I was just going to say excited and he said all that and I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit yeah we're all we're all worried i'm glad that i'm glad that it's shorter than the rest because i i was in the groove of being like i don't care give me some big ass monsters fighting and shit that's awesome i don't give a shit but they tend to jam like long stretches of human drama into these things and so they never turn out to be as enjoyable as i hope that they're going to be so i'm I'm a little concerned yeah if that rap song is in the movie during the fight i'm out Oh, that might God. be the only thing that makes it worth watching. Here we go. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. If that plays while they're fighting, I'm going to leave the th- the room. I won't be watching it in the theater. Like when Led Zeppelin was like, we don't give our music to nobody. And then they gave one of their best songs to, to, Puff, to Puff Daddy. No. No, that was a good usage of yeah, Led Zeppelin. Cashmere. No, I'm going back to, what was that? 1998 Godzilla. Magic 1998 Project. Godzilla, yeah. Mm, we're... Yeah. we're Puff Daddy raps over Cashmere by Led yeah. Zeppelin. It's uh, the beginning of the end of monster movies. Come with me. Yeah, it's Come one of the, with me. It's one of the most sacrilegious concoctions I've ever heard in my life. And he's like, Hey, my Paul, head in a child, bada pow, come with me. Like that. Yeah. You should be an artist, Nathan. Go fuck yourself. We are almost out. I will. Later today. You know what we should do? Since it's the last tra- trailer. You're at someone else's house, intern. He told me to do it. I'm just... Since it's, since it's the last trailer, what what should we do? Accepting. We should, we should finish this. Mortal Kombat. Here we go. First learned about this seven years ago. 
on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target has superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Thanks, Jax. Kong Lao. Lord Raider. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground, Fucking beauty. Intern, worried or excited about Mortal Kombat? So I was one of those kids that had a Sega Genesis and everyone else had a Nintendo and everyone else was playing Street Fighter and I got to play Mortal Kombat and I can't wait to watch this. This looks like they've finally done a fighting video game the right way. And I just want to watch Raiden pull people over. Get over here. I love it. This is exciting. I want to see the Bruce Lee guy punch someone in the balls. <laughs> <sighs> Everything about it seems so ridiculous in the right way. This trailer made this lineup the best lineup we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, well I'm happy to hear that because yes, I was also I also had Mortal Kombat on on Sega Genesis because I think that was the version that had, that had blood, right? Yeah, yeah. The Super Nintendo Super Nintendo version had like gray pixels, <laughs> and and Sub Zero had a different uh, fatality on the Super Nintendo because on the Sega Genesis it was less censored, and his was like where he pulls your head off with the spine dangling. Mm-hmm. And that was I think one of one of maybe five. Daniel horror gore loving milestone moments that set me on my path for life was watching the <laughs> zero pull someone's head off with the spine dangling uh, in 16 yeah. bit. <clears throat> yes. I'm also excited. They did eventually after those two kind of like shitty 
Mortal Kombat films that they made in the early 2000s or late 90s, whatever it was, they did kind of come back and redeem themselves a little bit with that Mortal Kombat internet show. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember there being films before. There are, there are, there are two seasons of a big budget internet Mortal Kombat show where they kind of take the time to highlight like each character and dive into them a little bit. And like it's, it, I own them because they're they're surprisingly well done. They're like really good fan fiction. Um, but this, yes, this definitely looks like what Mortal Kombat should have been. They used like the, looks like they used the cast from Mortal Kombat too, which is the best of the games. Um, and it's all the people that you care to remember are the ones that are in that game: your Scorpions, your Sub Zeros, your Raidens, your uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Is it Johnny? What is like the Hollywood guy that that punches people in the balls? I already forget. But Sonya, yeah. Kano, Jax. Even, even in the trailer, they even get to show you how Sub Zero freezes and then tears Jax's arms off, and that's how he get those those bionic arms. So it's like this looks like a, just a big a big budget. Let's have some fun and please the fans kind of thing. So I'm definitely excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a birthmark. What does that mean? <laughs> he was born with. He was it. born with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what uh, that end scene reminds me of, where he, the the blood he turns it into a, a stabbing dagger. That's pretty cool. It reminds me of that story you told about a guy out in the wilderness who like shaped his poo into a knife. <laughs> that's that's what I think of when I saw that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't play Mortal Kombat as much as you guys did. I don't think. I think I was more of a Street Fighter kid, but um, I did play it. And I do recognize uh, that it could be fun. And I recently watched Bloodsport not that long ago, and it was horrible. So <laughs> I'm down for something hokey that can, you know, be like a fighting tournament thing. It's like these these fighting tournament movies. When I was a kid, I thought they were good, and then I rewatched them now that I'm Team Forty, and they're not good at all. Don't you besmirch. The quest. I did not go near the quest. I haven't watched that, rewatched that one yet. <laughs> but I did rewatch Lionheart, also terrible. Much, way, really bad. But is, is Bloodsport the one where Van Damme is like, he's just the dude's like bodyguard? It's the Kumite. Uh, no. No, he's, I think that's something else. No. Um, he goes to the underground fight. Yeah, it's all about him going to the underground fight. Yeah, I'm thinking even older. <laughs> yeah. It was it was pretty rough, and then yeah, Van Damme showed up in that awful Street Fighter movie with Raul Julia's M Bison. <sighs> That's something that should be brought up here. Is that that Street Fighter movie was he was guile was was terrible. Right? That hey. Street Fighter movie was one of the worst movies. Will this inspire an, a, a like rated R violent Street Fighter movie? Maybe, or maybe it'll just inspire sequels to this because they've already tried to do Mortal Kombat as a movie, have they not? Didn't they already try it once? Yes, twice actually. There was twice. there's a movie Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Right, and they weren't good, or they were good. Uh, the first one is like actually kind of fun in a super cheeseball way because like Christopher Lambert is Raiden. He's just <laughs> he's, he's just fucking. He can he can. Ne- what is I? I have such an issue with that guy. And I, but yeah, he's hilarious. And then in the, in the sequel, Mortal Kombat. Raiden is played by uh, Dexter's father. I always forget that boring guy's name. Mm. Hendrix? Mm. Henderson. I don't know. Are you trying to remember his character's name, or do you actually know the actor's name? I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Oh. 
Okay. Well, get he was just every time he came on screen, it was upsetting. <laughs> well, we'll call him that. The character's well, name was Dad. Who is your Who is your favorite character to play? Scorpion. Raiden. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think mine was Scorpion. Thank you. I think I did Scorpion. You You did Raiden. Raiden and Sub Zero. Yeah. Raiden and Sub Zero. Daniel, what was your go to character? Uh, in the original game, I think it was Scorpion and Sub Zero because they're kind of the same. And yeah. Then, and after that, though, it was always Baraka because he had those sh- blades that came out of his arms. Did Katana have the fans? Yes. I liked playing as Katana, too. Chelsea, did you play Mortal Kombat? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't play Mortal Kombat? I didn't play Mortal Kombat, and I was excited, and then you guys started talking, and now you I'm like, it. ugh. Do I have to, like, is there a backstory that they're not going to tell me here? Am I supposed to be fanboy excited when he rips that guy's arms off? Mm -hmm. Because I kind of think it's cool, but also after four movies of, like, in-your-face action, over-the-top rap music, I'm Mm. sort of like... Chelsea. What? Remember what you said at the beginning? I'm excited. Yeah. come with me and chelsea it's an interdimensional traveling martial arts competition whereby the worlds that are most in proximity to that vortex that they create for the competition must send representatives in order to keep your planet safe because if you lose then everyone dies and if there's one thing show me what you got (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's that's actually a really good perfect show me what you got keep summer safe okay if there's one thing I've learned over all my years of sitting in front of a TV, it's that a movie doesn't have to be great or even good to be entertaining. Right, guys? That's right. Damn straight. Yeah. Here's looking at you, Waterworld. <laughs> huh? Can we get a sequel? I see you. I see you. And that's uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That was truly the uh, best... Um, was it good bad? That was the best good it's bad the best, lineup. Best worst lineup. Well, it was consistently good bad movies, so I would say that it's the best good bad lineup we've ever done. It's the only one we've ever done. It's the only good bad lineup we've ever done. I, I surprised you guys tonight. Both, both are true. Yeah, I surprised you guys. <clears throat> you thought it was going to be garbage, and you were right in a good way. <laughs> no, I when I woke up this morning, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had this feeling that it was going to be special. At Mortal Kombat 2 on uh, like the arcade version. You were you were like the the focus of the of of the room. Well, you were like the Asian of the group. Like, oh shit, Amanda's here. Stand well, stand back, and she like puts her quarter in. We had a skating rink, and so I would just sit there and dominate. Oh and wow! Like, I won again. Goodbye, <laughs> child. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 2 was best game in the franchise one of the best video games of all time and it was super fun because it took it, it like it parodied itself so like on top of all the fatalities in mortal kombat 2 you had babalities where you turned your opponent into an infant you had friendships where you did some like super cheese ball like you know like gave them balloons and giggled <laughs> and you had animalities which were uh, you like turned into some like spirit animal version of yourself and, and did a fatality. So like it was they and, and they never met that breadth of content and fun ever again. 
I was also really good at Tekken. I'm very good at fighting games in general. Tekken. Women that don't play a lot of video games tend to be good at fighting games. Hmm. That's it. That's all. I'm going to go watch The Mentalist now. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Good stuff. That's fun. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye.